What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I want to go to a sporting event in every major venue. I want to grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want old milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy old milk merch. Oh, you got a you got a black man's hat on today. Okay. Oh yeah, no, I got the real cool Ame Leandor. I'm oh. I'm real real cool New York guy today. <laughs> Matching it with the with the orange and blue. You got the polo on. Too. First of all, let me see that horse real quick. You got you got to show the family the the, the horse. Oh, horse power. Oh, horse power. <laughs> yeah, it's this small little designer. You might have heard of him, Ralph Lauren. Oh. oh. I think I think I might have heard of him before. I, I, maybe like so many different clothes, towels, bed bed it sheets, and all that though. stuff. You know, <laughs> look at the fucking drip. Anyway, um, how are you doing today? Good, good. Our Mets going crazy. <laughs> Our Mets going crazy. Back in California, feeling good. Can't believe it. I mean, what a what a world. What a life, really. the the first first of all are you scared that your basketball season is canceled because Danilo Gallinari got hurt come on now I, I can give a fuck <laughs> if that's the I don't know I don't know what that man was talking about yesterday but <laughs> If that's the difference between the Celtics winning a championship and missing the playoffs, then you guys might as well just get ahead of everything and trade Jason Tatum. Trade Tatum, Brown, smart for picks. Yeah, we're in a rebuild now. Gallo went down. Oh no! <laughs> not like we got. Not like y'all got uh, Derek White and and signed or traded for Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams coming back and Grant Williams might be better and. Thinking out Gallinari on the Hawks last year. I mean, forty percent is is solid. Like he's a great shooter. Don't get me wrong, but like he's not. A, if if he's a top four player on your team, that's a problem. He's a. I put him at like eight or nine in in the rotation. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't care. Yeah, he's 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 there for like when you when you're down twenty and you, and you need threes. Right, like he'll knock and him it down. It could be. I mean, if if he's able to rehab all season and not play games and whatever, and he can come back and whatever, you know what I mean? Like February, March, something like that. I, obviously, they need to do the whole test and everything. It's just tweets right now. But 
no, I'm, I don't care at all. I saw it and I was like, damn, like that sucks for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Him being excited to play for the Celtics, like the team he rooted for as a kid or whatever. I was like, that sucks. And he got hurt playing Eurobasket and can't play like the ne- next game where he was like, I don't even get to play like in my hometown now. But so it sucks for him. Yeah. But for the Celtics, I mean, I, no offense, Cal, but I don't really care. What do you what do you think about this whole um because I think this all ties into the concept of NBA players only playing on NBA courts with uh the whole chat being out for the season thing? Like what do you what where's your stance on all that? I could see more conversation about the pro am situation, like like we saw in Seattle last weekend. The Eurobasket stuff, like that's professional basketball though. That's mm-hmm. not like I get like the only NBA stuff, but like how are you gonna tell a guy, no, you can't go play for your home country? Because you play you play pro basketball in the US, so you can't go back home and play the basketball that you probably care more about. Yeah. Obviously, it might be better in the States and it might be whatever the on the on the biggest stage, but you can't tell me these guys like Nurkic and Jokic and Did you see you know Giannis I mean? and Jokic go out go at it? No, I didn't. Jokic like Jokic had he did the uh what what do they call it? Sambor shuffle, turn around yeah, from the yeah, corner yeah. three over Giannis uh-huh. and knock it down all net. Yeah, I mean, that's what he does. Crazy. No, crazy, I, I crazy imagine that, that, that basketball is such a – it's a different intensity. It must be such, like, a different animal than – like, NBA must feel like work for – it is. Yeah. It's like a job, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, everything is part of it. That's, like, more like, no, we're playing for – like we're those are the real rivalries, the yeah. The name on the like, yeah. Those so, are the, those are the real bad blood of oh, we don't they don't really like each other. That's what you could start tossing all those little right um sports things in there. But that being said, we do have music to talk about. So I guess this will be the open. Welcome to the Cat Podcast. This is episode three seventeen. I am Nate Sproul. That is Taylor McLeod. Thank you for watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Inc. Anchor, um, Amazon Music, and more. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. You don't have to do that now, but at some point, because we're talking JID today, and I have some shit to say about JID, so Taylor probably does too. But I, you know, like we're here. That's that's why we're here. So like, obviously, Taylor has some shit today to, to say. Um, no, we just come in here and sit in silence for forty minutes. <laughs> just, just hang up. Yeah, hang up. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. I said the, the the little do do us a favor, hit the like button, subscribe, and now it's time to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Uh, check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube, and check out all the Old Milk content at oldmilk.co. That being said, I already said it, but I have to say it again just for formalities, I guess. We're talking about JIDs, The Forever Story, 15 tracks, 59 minutes long, featuring Kenny Mason, Earth Gang, 21 Savage, Baby Tate, Lil Dirk, Ari Lennox, Yassine Bey, Lil Wayne, Jonta Austin... Raven Lene and Aaron Allen Kane. Additionally, this track, this album was supposed to be 16 tracks long. However, um, the outro track 2007 was not allowed to be on DSPs because of a sample issue. Um, so you can find the you can find the album on GID's YouTube channel, the 15 tracks that we'll talk about here, and then you can find 2007 on the Dreamville YouTube channel. Um, which is kind of weird to me. I feel like it should be on the GID channel with the rest of it. So at least the full album is someplace cohesively together. But um, I, we're, I guess that that kind of opens us up to talk about more of the atmosphere around GID, um, which we will get to. So I think the first thing that we should say um, is our initial thoughts on the project. So Taylor, what'd you think about the Forever Story? Will you love it forever? 
I don't know if it it's like something that will, you know, last as long as some other projects that came out this year. And like you and I have talked about it multiple times. We've been really spoiled this year. Like in terms of big artists or the artists that everybody's waiting for to drop. I mean, there's only like two of them that really haven't dropped. You can correct me if I'm wrong. In terms of people that are in like my mind and it's like Cole, but he came out last year. So I don't, yeah. ex- I didn't expect anything this year. And then like ASAP Rocky, but obviously I don't, I don't expect. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Exactly. I, I, I did hear the rumors. Output. Yeah. Right. Like I, I heard the rumors of him supposed to drop something this year, but with the whole Rihanna thing and he's getting sued and like, I think he has a case on him now or something like that. Yeah, like, he, I, yeah, he does. It's it's so up in the air about ASAP Rocky and on uh, um, the whole ASAP mob in general, um, to yeah. be honest. But so, to your point. In terms of, you know, will it last forever? Will I love it forever? I'm not sure. But because of the weight that we had for this, it was four years, right? Mm-hmm. Automatically, and you said it perfectly in text yesterday, there's just like this modern day nostalgia because it's not – it's not like JID's giving us a project every single year and it's just like, all right, here's another one, here's another one, here's another one. So you already have that built in, you know, it, it feels a little special when it comes out. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like front to back, it's a good album. I wouldn't, like, there's no way that I would be like, this is bad or I don't want to listen to it. Like, I will listen to it more and I do like it. And I think that we all know that JID is a prolific rapper and I think this is a huge, huge step into like showing us like everything that he can do because it's kind of unfair how like the best rappers get get critiqued because for some artists if they give us a project and it's 15 songs and then just like rapping really well we're like ah this is great because we're not necessarily used to that it's a surprise the rappers who are like elite and do from yeah right we so like rapping well isn't enough so then you're like all right no i need to see the artistry i need to see the cohesiveness i need to see the intention behind all this so i think obviously jid just because of how good he is like gets you know graded a little a little harder but even on even being graded harder i think this is a really good album yeah i i like the i guess kind of disclaimer that you put in at the end talking about jid on a different level from a normal rapper because Everything that I have to say goes to that point because when I look at JID, I look at someone who's versatile. I look at someone who's limitless with the ability and the ways that he's able to fit on a song. And we saw that throughout um, the time between DiCaprio 2 and now the Forever Story. Um, DiCaprio 2 came out in 2018, so it has been four years. However, JID hasn't necessarily gone away because you have Revenge of the Dreamers in 2019, and then you have Spilligion with Spillage Village. Um, some of, I think Earth Gang is in there and a few other artists um, that made this collective. And I really enjoyed that album too. Um, D-Day, Against the Grills mixtape is something that we talked about earlier. And we spoke about JID, we spoke about Joe, J. Cole and also um, the lesser known Dreamville artists making their impact on that. Um, additionally, what I will say to D-Day is there are rumors that J.I.D.'s next album is going to be a Gangsta Grills mixtape. Um, so I say all that to say, understanding the talent that J.I.D. has, I feel like this album is comparable to Baby Keem's Melodic Blue from the standpoint of the talent is clearly there, the concepts are clearly there, but it doesn't fully come together in a way where we can champion this album as cohesive as one of the best of the year or even in in the album of the year conversation even though all the things or all the components are there um i think that first of all 
the fact that JID has been working on this album or um, has been taking his time with this album, we haven't heard from JID by himself in four years. The fact that 2007 isn't fully on the album is kind of inexcusable to me because of the fact that it's been four years. So you're telling me that it's been four years and you didn't consider adjusting, you didn't consider taking out the sample, you didn't consider replacing 2007 with another track that is fit to be the intro, the outro, excuse me, because the last track that we have um, on Spotify and Apple Music isn't an intro-like track. I think that um, the two tracks before it, Money, and also, if I'm, I did write this down because it's also one of my favorite tracks, Better Days, I think that those two tracks were better suited to like close out the album. Um, the track listing in general is kind of random to me. I think that when you have Radar and then it goes into, um, I think Radar, Surround Sound, um, Crack Sandwich belong together, then you could probably put the money in the better days, but depending on where that goes, because they could also be used as outro tracks. And then you have like the slower tracks with Ari Lennox and then um, Brudenum, Sissenum, like those tracks kind of fit together. So there's a lot of different sounds here. I just wish that there was more intentionality with, the placement and just with the strategy going into rolling out JID, who is recognized as one of the most talented up and coming artists in the game. Yeah, I think, and like you said, like the framework is there. And I like that comparison you made to the melodic blue, where it's like, you can see where everything's going or where everything hopefully is going. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes too, when, when artists take a long time between albums, we get fooled to think that they're working on the same project the whole time. Mm -hmm. But for all we know, JID made 10 albums in that time. And you know what I mean? Then you like things get scrapped, things get changed, things get whatever. I do think it's interesting to go for your weight, like you said, and, and, and have your outro track not be there. That's, that is strange. And maybe it's like something they didn't know right away, but I, I do agree with you in a way that you, that should be something that's like taken care of. Cause it's not like GID is a small artist either. Mm. It's not like he's like a, a grassroots right now, at least like obviously coming up, that's, that was the case, but like he's on Dreamville, like, like J Cole is there. J Cole is probably the reason why he has the 21 Savage feature for being right. honest. Like, so, so stuff like feature. that is, that is interesting. Um, In my notes, I had the same thing where that last song, uh, I can't even remember the name of it right 2007. now. No, no, no. The the one that's actually oh um track fifteen. Keep going. I got you. Lot or two. Yeah. Um. I have the same exact note where I was like, "This doesn't feel like an outro." And from a rapper like JID, you expect that last outro. It doesn't have to be like 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 Drake or someone like that's known for the outro where they're gonna take that last song to really talk to you. I wasn't expecting that from JID. Obviously, he's very capable of that. And if it was that, I'd be happy. But like similar to the intro where it's very musical and everything, mm -hmm. I like I like the back part of track 15, the end of it, where it does have that kind of you ride out to just like the the music. And it's not so much, you know, let, let me show you how good I am at rapping. And I don't think there's a ton of moments on this project to kind of like get away from the outro. I don't think there's a ton of moments on this project where he's really, really just like trying to show you how well he raps for the sake of showing you how well he raps. There's a couple moments, though, where it does happen. I think on, like, Don't Punk Me or Can't mm -hmm. Punk Me, he does that. Even on, to begin with Radar, like, after the intro is pretty, like, harmonious and then you immediately get dropped into Radar. 
I know that some people like that and some people are very into like the how fast can this person rap? That's not me mm-hmm. with anybody. Like I don't it, it like it's it's impressive and it, it it's part of hip hop and it's a foundational piece of like rap music to be able to, you know, do that. And it's something that's garnered a ton of respect for, you know, five M&M. decades at this point. Mm-hmm. But this just not not for me. Like, I don't like that type. So the songs where he is. And I know he talked about it where he was saying that he wants to concentrate more on on the melody and show that he's just as good of a singer as he is a rapper. I think the moments where that really comes out, like on Cody Blue 31, that's Mm -hmm. my favorite song on this album. And it's because he sings the entire first half of it. And honestly, like I've you've heard him in other places, but I didn't know he could sing like that. Like that was a really, really beautiful song. And it kind of transitions into another thing. I know we want to talk about where that song is the same instrumental all the way through. And he's showing his versatility on the instrumental where he's singing the first half, rapping the second half, as opposed to a lot of other moments on this album where there's a beat switch, like halfway through or two thirds of the way through. And then it's a whole other instrumental to show off a, a different skill set. So I think the framework is there. I think there are some moments where I'm like, uh, maybe that, that beat switch isn't necessary. And, and you and I talked about it yesterday, ever since like Nights by Frank Ocean and Sicko Mode by Drake and Travis Scott, everyone, like if, if there is a beat switch, there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh my God, like this is the craziest song of all time because mm-hmm. it has two beats on one. And I'm like, ah, sometimes- Even so Life is Good is, is kind of like, kind of overhyped from the standpoint of um, Drake and Future not rapping on the same beat. It kind of takes away a little from it. Exactly. I, and I, I feel that way about um the track with Yasin Bey. If I let me pull up the track list once again. Um, it's track 11 stars. Like I like JID's portion of it, and I think Yasin Bey's portion, um I think that's good I in an isolated vacuum, but together it just doesn't make sense to me. Um additionally, when you talk about Lauder 2. Um, that's another example of that where the first half of the track kind of sounds like can't punk me, um, yeah. with earth gang. And then the second half is melodic as fuck. And it's, it's like that contrast is cool. If you're a rod wave and you're known for like the contrast between, um, the melody and also the soulfulness in the rod wave is what you're known for, why people are listening to you for, um, what people are listening to you for, but as JID, a rapper what kind of like there's just so many parts where it's a good concept but i'm not fully able to judge it because it cuts off too quickly for example yeah. when you look at surround sound i wanted to hear more baby tape on that and then it cuts off and then it's a slow down beat and then jid's rapping on it the rapping's good we can't like no there's no there's no issue to be had with jid's right. rapping or his talent it's just the execution in which he goes about on this album um so i that's why i think the baby keem um reference is appropriate i also like that you brought up sicko mode because a lot of because i think surround sound is kind of like his version of sicko mode it's like two it's two beats on there but people want to hear more from drake on sicko mode like i want to hear yeah. the full verse from Drake on sickle mode, the same way I want to hear the full verse from baby Tate. Um, additionally, I think, what did you think about the features on, on this album? So I like on, on 
Can't punk me. I like Earth Gang, honestly, more than the JID part. I think 21 does this thing. Uh, like, at this point, 21 isn't missing. Yeah, no. Ever. <laughs> like, he just isn't missing, in, especially when it comes to features. Um, I think if the Yasin Bey feature had been the only time something like that happened, it would have felt a little a little more special because I think, I think it's a really good verse. And I even mm -hmm. like the transition into that switch. Yeah. I let's let's the, hear a word from our ancestors. I like that. Too. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like I really mm -hmm. like that because it really pays homage to like a foundational member of like 21st century hip hop. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I didn't have any, any issues with any of the features like on Lauder two, it's just not my, not my favorite song. So I think it, it kind of just, it, it just, was underwhelming i guess i think ari lennox i love that song with ari lennox what is that um man I, wrote, I took my notes on like paper this week so like i feel <laughs> like i'm a thousand years track old Track through. can't make you yeah. change track 10 can't make you change i think that the her her chorus where it's very repetitive but it's very like slow and very soulful i think it almost serves as like i know that song is an interlude but it's almost a break mm -hmm. from like the intensity because this project it's not like it's super intense but just with JID rapping, you really have to listen to it, and it's for the better. And and like you said, no one's ever gonna be like, oh, he he didn't rap well on that song. Like he raps well on every single song. But I I really like that. So I, I like the features quite a bit. Um, and honestly, I think that if if we weren't so inundated by like switches and stuff, I think the Yasin Bay verse would probably be my favorite. Yeah. I could I could see that for sure. The one feature I do have an issue with is the Lil Durk feature. Oh yeah, I, I forgot I, about that. <laughs> like I yeah. I don't want to hear Lil Durk on a track without any 808s behind it at all. Like yeah. you need to you need to like I appreciate JID putting Lil Durk in a situation where we're not used to hearing Lil Durk from, but I think one I think that it would have been better. It would have made more sense if Lil Durk is rapping instead of um using the auto tune on that beat and if he i think it's i think it's one or two ways it's either no 808s and dirk you just rap or 808s and dirk you could do the voice shit if you want to and yeah. i, I it kind of seems like it's caught in the middle a little bit um that's really my only issue aside from not hearing more baby tate's verse from um yeah. the features um yeah i forgot the the wayne one too mm -hmm. wayne is wayne's another person where it's like i know he's gonna there was a time when a lot of people were like, he's not rapping well. And people wanted Lil Wayne like out of here, like the mid 2010s when people were really like really hard on him. I didn't mind the Wayne feature. It, it's strange when one of the legends does so many features because you're like when Jay-Z does a verse and we saw it this weekend when he shows up on Khaled's album, everyone's like, all right, let's go hear this. Can I, can I just say one thing real quick before you get into yeah, it? Of course. I don't care who it is. Track two being eight minutes is wild as fuck. Continue. Especially after that fake like Drake intro <laughs> where he's just like, yeah, but like, so it's always strange to hear like Wayne does so many features and he appears on a lot of stuff and it's great because he is one of the legends. He's undeniably like one of the probably like five most important rappers ever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes though, I wish like, I, <laughs> it's almost like I wish he would pick his spots more, but at the same time, like, Wayne's a prolific rapper. He does like his thing is like I don't even remember the verses yeah. that I do. Like <laughs> I'm like literally like this is second nature to me. So it's like a double edged sword where 
I really like Wayne's verse, but I'm like, I kind of just heard like a similar thing on the Cow album. But at the same time, it's like, am I really complaining about a good Lil Wayne verse? Nah, so, not at right. all. Also, exactly. Carter Six coming out soon. So that's probably that's probably the reason why he's um well, I don't know if he's increased his um being visual, his ability to be visual. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know, just maybe I'm trying to connect something that's not there. I think one thing I do want to say also is I think that in terms of song construction construction, I think that money is the best constructed song on album. Oh, I think that absolutely like the beat progression that goes with JID's flow is perfect. Like that's yeah. the one song that like if I had like we already said it before, JID is one of the best rappers and one of the best up and coming rappers. So basically everything that we're saying is nitpicks. Um can't be categorized as nitpicks, but I think that the one song that you can't say anything about, like have any criticism about is money. I think that that for sure is a song that I would love to play over and over again. It kind of reminds me um about uh championships, the song on championships by Meek Mill, like the way that that beat progresses as well as Meek Mill. Um, the beat kind of picks up when Meek Mill gets to the most important part of his verses. Yeah. I, I love that part too. And it kind of gives me the same feel. Um, Money does give me the same feel as that. So um, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a, that doesn't that give you the feeling like when you first started listening to this music and really caring about it and really understanding it, where like one of like the more introspective rappers would have this song on the project that you're like, when you're like 11 12 or whatever you're like damn like this rapper knows everything about everything you know what i mean it's like my first like, Lupe that was a, it was super in the step exactly it was like i felt exactly like when i first started hearing lupe when i was younger and i was like wow like this guy this guy knows it all nah, like, that's exactly how i felt i mean like the what do you think jid needs to do to become more of a household name in hip-hop What's interesting is I think he had a chance to become more of a household name. Like he was supposed to open for Mac Miller on the tour right before Mac died. Mm -hmm. Like that tour was supposed to be, and there's a lot of artists that have gone on tour and it's not just because of Mac Miller. It's just because of the eyes you get from being with like, you know, someone who has a huge, huge fan base, like chance to rapper action Bronson, the internet, like Thundercat, all of them were on tour with Mac and like, their, their following grew exponentially from doing that. And I think JID had a really good opportunity or it's not had an opportunity. It was there. And then mm -hmm. it got taken away, like, you know, tragically got taken away where that would have been an opportunity to get so many more eyes on him in an isolated thing where he's not in Dreamville. He's not under in J. Cole's shadow. It's very much like, all right, here's this opening artist that everybody knows. And, you know, you have the people who are just there for him. But then it's like, this rapper who's like on like the b tier like stuff something like that can really push an artist into like that a tier of like all right we know this person and we're gonna follow them like avidly because of it i think that if jid's next project is just a little bit more dialed in and you take the moments that are perfect from this album and you expand them and you dig deeper then i think i don't know if he'll ever be a household name because of that mm -hmm. but i think it it gives you a much better chance when you keep putting out good music over and over and over again for, for years at this point. And yeah, it's like, it's weird because I don't know if, I don't know if a, a, a rapper like him without the, the TikTok sounds and without the being Drake or future or 
You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know if like the household name thing will happen, but I think that's a if he just keeps doing what he's doing and keeps refining and keeps refining, which I know he will. Um, I think that's probably his best bet. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see what comes out of the Gangsta Grills mixtape that he's supposedly supposed to drop. I don't know when it's supposed to drop. Hopefully, I hope it's not in four years. I hope it's like next year or so. But yeah, um, that's kind of what it was seeming like on Twitter, right? It yeah. was like coming sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which would be which would be perfect. It would be a great way to reward fans for waiting four years and um, with two projects in a year. I think that would be great. Well, three because he was on D Day. So, um, what are your favorite tracks on the Forever Story? So normally I just have three of them, mm-hmm. and this time this time I was writing them down, and I got to eight. But we'll we'll pare this list down. So let me let me get my let me get my notepad. <laughs> I really like Dance Now. I like Crack Sandwich. Cody Blue 31 is my favorite songs. Is my favorite song, Sistinem, Money, and Better Days. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with any of your picks. I think I will add Radar in there. Crack Sandwich is growing on me. Dance Now is interesting because Dance Now is a track. The second verse when... I don't know what accent JID puts on at the, at the start of that second verse, but it's kind of off-putting at first. And then you adjust to it and you're like, okay, yeah. this is still a really good uh-huh. song. So that was kind of, I kind of had to juggle whether or not to put that in my favorite tracks. I ultimately didn't, but it is a song that I will continue to listen to. But um, Surround Sound, when it came out in January, has been one of my favorite songs of the year. When you have GID, 21 Savage, I, I want more of baby tape verse, please. If there's anything for JID to do, if he wants to drop a deluxe, is drop the full baby tape verse. That would be nice. Like kind of like Donda 2 with all those like part twos and shit. So that'd be nice. So, I mean, just to say it form- uh, formally, Radar, Crack Sandwich, Surround Sound, Money, and Better Days. All righty. This has been the Cat Podcast, episode 317. I am Nate Sperlin. That is Taylor McLeod. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Old Milk Media. Check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on oldmilk.co. All the links are there to Spotify and YouTube. And check out all the other Old Milk content at oldmilk.co. We will be back when hip-hop tells us to be, and we are out. Thank you for watching. Bye.